lot. Trial tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry, yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna tell me. But they don't make never tell me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they felt me. And I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky eyes. Company, what do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence. Everybody lack confidence. How many times my potential was anonymous? How many times the city making me promises? So I promise this. I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky I love myself. Keep y'all on tuck and rotation I duck these cold faces Post up feet, five, four, four faces Dreams are reality's peace Blow steam in the face of the beast The sky can fall down, the wind can cry Now the strong in me, I still smile I love myself The world is a ghetto, big guns and Back to the Off the Wall podcast. I'm your host, Ant. Um, we're back with another episode of the of the series that I'm doing on race and racism. Uh, today I have a Caucasian male gentleman I've been knowing for a good while, for a couple of years. We worked at the same place. We were co-workers. 
good man was a, a member of a, a prominent band. You know, his band, we talked to his bandmate earlier this week. Uh, I think he was the lead singer of the 14-Hour Drive clan, man, Mr. Ryan McNamara. Uh, let's get into it with Mr. Mag now. Mac. What's up, man? What's, What's going, going on, dude? What's going on, man? Welcome to the Off the Wall Podcast. We're we glad to uh, finally get in touch with you, man. This supposed to have been a couple of days ago, you know, Sunday, but I forgive you. Uh, I'm elusive, man. I got, I got things to do, people to see. <laughs> <laughs> Despite being quarantined and locked down, I got places to be. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt how you been, man. I've been good, man. Well, I mean, I can't even, that's such a, like, a reflexive our reflective answer like you know <laughs> despite the world like burning down around me i've been all right i mean <laughs> all things considered yeah you're, you're right so. man. i think everybody deserves to take a couple of mental health days off from work man yeah it's just it's a it's a crazy time to be alive for sure yes it is um and, and, and in tone with uh all the other people i talked to this week um i gave a little uh the listeners who will hear this when this episode drops um a little uh, background of what I've been doing every week. So I, I dropped the first episode of the first girl I talked to earlier this week. Um, she was a biracial female, and I've been telling her I've been talking to different races and different coaches all through the week. And, um, right. you know, today's your turn. Um, and I want to start off how I start off with everybody else. Uh, how, where did you work? Are you originally from North Carolina, or you originally from up north? Man, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from New York. I moved here when I was about seven so that was about shoot 23 years ago so i don't know what you would classify me as but i'm i'm a north carolina immigrant okay (laughs) all right was it all in the wilson area yeah man i uh i immigrated from (laughs) i immigrated i i moved (laughs) from uh upstate new york to uh lukama of all places that's that's very interesting that's a big that's a crazy move uh, it's a, it was a culture shock for sure, man. <laughs> the big town of Lukama, huh? For sure, yeah. <laughs> all all eight of us. <laughs> and how? And you know, when you when you came down here, moved here at seven. How was your interaction with other races? You know, and it's you know, I'm glad you asked that because my interaction, like where I came from in upstate New York, like there there weren't a lot of black people around. So, like, I think. It was one of those things, the public message was to be accepting of other races, but, like, I mean, I'm ashamed to say it, but with with how I was brought up and everything, first, we didn't really talk about it, and unless we did talk about it, it was, you know, damn, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but no, there's a family bus. member. Trust me, when you hear the, <laughs> when you hear the rest, you'll see. It's a sad story, man. It's sad. Um I had a family member that would, uh, you know, drive me through the uh, the poor uh, parts of Wilson, right? And and just kind of like say, you know, aren't you glad that this this isn't what you're living in? And man, I I don't know what screams out white privilege more than that. Then right. somebody took the effort in my own family to show me the poverty stricken areas, and you know, they said poor people, but I know they didn't mean poor people. So, right, right, right. and you know, I mean, Lukama, you know, Lukama, it's, it's, there's some great people in Lukama, but like, 
I, I saw the racial, racial prejudice every day, and I wish I could be somebody that said, like, you know, just being thrown into it immediately, like, that's wrong. I mean, it, it took a lot of introspection on my part to kind of, like, take a step back and realize how <laughs> messed up the, the early part of my, my life was here in North Carolina, and it was, it was something. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a hell of an introduction to the South, man. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah. yeah, but 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 uh, but you know, contrarily, uh, other people we talked to, even white, I mean, black and white and biracial, they have about had some of the same experience, like how you just said. A lot of people, um, you know, contrarily, a lot of people have had, like they said, they had family members who didn't pretty much talk about it because I think I think a lot of the issues, the racial tensions, that a lot of us just don't know about each other's culture. A lot of people don't know, and a lot of people prejudge. You know, yeah, yep, and, and um, yeah, man, yeah, that's 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 crazy, that's crazy. Um, so I, as you came up through the years, like in your high school years, your formative years, how how was your relationship then with um other races? You know, um, and I, I fell into that group that you know, on high school, I came from like the Springfield bunch where you know it's 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 very. <laughs> honky tonk that group there uh and then hunt i was kind of introduced to it was kind of a whole nother world man um i think high school is the first time that i had kind of come face to face and you know it's it's almost embarrassing to be that guy to be like i had a black friend if you tell if if somebody tells me that like i have a black friend i'm like you so you've never actually been immersed into the you've never seen somebody as a person Right. You're seeing them as, you know, you're, you're, this is your card that you're going to pull out, get out of jail free. I've got a black friend thing, but I mean, it, it started that way with me. I just, I made friends that were black friends and that went through high school that went through college. I mean, it continues now, man. Like it's, it's, it's funny. Like I, I want to bring attention to like when, I was in college. We, we, we had a, uh, well, I was kind of honorary in their like college suite or whatever, but there, we, we did have a black guy there. Mm -hmm. And this is hard, like 10 years later to look back on. Mm -hmm. Like it was like the running joke that, you know, we, we, we had our, our token black guy and everything. And he took up with the jokes and everything. But like, it's one of those things now, 10 years later, it's, it's, it's hard to like revisit and to think like, Damn, we really put somebody through like this is our our token college black friend, you know. Mm. And this this was even when when I had no prejudice prejudice excuse me towards black people at all. It's right. just you know it's something after all these years, and I'm taking a step back and being like, what could I have done better? So, right. did did he ever talk to you guys and felt like he was um? Did he ever feel like he was being mistreated or anything? Did he feel like he was a uh, I don't know. Did he feel like he was um embarrassed or anything? No, like he did. It. There were there were a few times where where we might have crossed the line. It was not a hateful thing. It was just kind of like that joke's getting old. Stop. Right. And he brought it up to us, and and we understood. We had a communication, a conversation about it, and, and he, you know, we we got it. So for the most part, he was he always rolled with the jokes he said a lot of them himself but you know it 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 sucks to kind of see the world in this this state that it is and, and kind of think like 
man, I could have been responsible for, for a lot of that, you know? Right, right. Okay, yeah, I understand, I understand. Um, me personally, because, um, you know, like I explained, I know the listeners probably don't heard all episodes. Of course, me personally, I had, like, <laughs> kind of a, yeah. di- a different I- experience because... I was born in Wilson, but I wasn't raised here. I lived, my dad was in the army, so I lived some everywhere. So I got to experience a lot of things, but I will say that North Carolina was the place where I was introduced to high level of prejudice type racism. And contrarily, the state that I lived the most, Texas, I like, I, I don't know how it is in rural Texas because I didn't stay in rural Texas, but I know as far as the army base and then cities like Houston and Dallas, it wasn't like pretty much every race got along. It was over here. When I first heard the term, when I came in sixth grade, when I first heard the term, oh, y'all, you stay in a white neighborhood or, you know, like, like I like, Yo, y'all just don't yeah. call it nice neighborhoods or, oh, you have a white friend. Like, and it was funny. Cause I, I, matter of fact, I, we, me and Hyde talked about it. And um, we was like, yeah, I, I had never heard the term that's your white friend because everybody got pretty much got along all the other places I lived at, you know. And, um, There's only specifically this area. Yeah, this area. Something about this part of the South. Well, I, and, you know, of course, the Alabama, Mississippi's, and Georgia's, but we're not talking about them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a yeah. separate case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, that's a whole separate they, they, they That's so, another call. Yeah, they're on some in the heat of the night type shit down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, uh, but, like, North Carolina was the first place, you know, it happened. I was, like, weird. I remember coming home, like, well, like, they, they say this, like, because I'm used to, because everybody got along, like, you know. And, and, and like for the most part, like people just listen. I don't think I expounded on this. How most people, uh, white, black, everybody treat Mexicans here. I don't think it's, that would. I'm not gonna say I think that wouldn't work in Texas because they got like some West Coast type Mexicans. Like you, you probably would get your ass shot. Like <laughs> right, right. It's different, and, and and they're definitely getting a lot of money over there. Like so, everybody really got along. Yep. Like you know what I'm saying. Everybody got along. So it was like when I came to North Carolina, it was my culture shock. You know, and I'm like, damn, like they talk like this, and like it was weird. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is, and it's funny. I never kind of realized it until you just pointed it out right now that, like, in my head, I always expect places like Texas to be kind of like the worst. But nah, nah, you know, nah, maybe it's just my own face experience, like being in this part too and seeing it play out in front of my face. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you're right that we're uniquely, I don't know, intolerant. Maybe right. And don't get me wrong, man. I think it's probably certain people, man. Hey, it, I guess it depends who it is, man. And I, I wouldn't recommend nobody listening to do it now. But hey, man, race jokes are funny. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> me personally, race jokes are funny. Like I don't, but I'm not a person that takes stuff like that personal, man. Lois is not like nothing disrespectful, but like race jokes and stereotypes between the races are fucking funny. It's a sensitive time right now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, recommend nobody do it right now. Yeah, yeah, you know? maybe a little too soon, right? Yeah, a little right. too soon, yeah. But they, they are, they are funny, man. We, we can't like police this cancel culture shit. It's some bullshit. Everybody's thinking they're perfect, like they never did nothing in the past. It's kind of some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, like I said, yeah, man, it, it's it's funny that you say that. Like, I, I think, I mean, that's that's one way I've always coped with it is just being able to like openly be like, you know, this is to be in a diverse group, you know, not just be surrounded by your own race, but to have right. everybody there and 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 discuss like the racial stereotypes and make jokes about it, right. I feel like that's when the walls start to come down. True. But it's, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, you, you don't want to offend anybody, but to sit down. And, I mean, kind of like we're talking about it. We're just having an open dialogue about it and just kind of, like, discussing the ridiculous of this, or ridiculousness of it all. And, I mean, I, I think this is a step forward. 
I, I agree, and I, I think that's that's probably what's needed with all races, all cultures, because that's I think that's what's missing. Like you said, it's the dialogue. Nobody, nobody now listen. Nobody hears people to listen. They just hear somebody to be offended or to have a remark back. Nobody listens to nobody really no more. It's all, it's all talking points, man. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's like everybody, especially on Facebook, you know, you got your, like your, your note cards on what to say. Oh, yeah. For every situation. Yes, for, or, or they let a meme lead their life. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, right, 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 right. Yep. <laughs> and it could be some bullshit. Like, like, hey, you know this didn't really happen, right? But, you know, some people live by those memes, man. Um, yeah, man. As far as like the tensions as we've seen like, the last couple of weeks, especially it, potentially with like, of course, everything coming back to back with the Maud Arbery, with the Breonna Taylor, with the George Floyd incident that happened a couple of weeks. Rest mm-hmm. in peace to all those people. Um, the protests and riots from that. Um, how how did you feel about everything that took place in America after the George Floyd and, and the incident that happened up there in Minneapolis? A loaded question, Ant. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. No, man, I. It's it's really disheartening because, like, you know, I'm I'm guilty of being one of those like keyboard warriors, like scrolling Facebook all the time looking for someone to fight. I'm, you know, I try to work on it, but especially like times like this, this is where I feel like I am obligated to be vocal about it. And what's really disheartening about it is just kind of seeing like. Like, people that you respected and saw as, like, role models about, you know, being, they're like, oh, the George Floyd thing was was really sad, but, like, looting and and rioting isn't the answer. And I'll be honest, like, I've asked a few of them, like, if that's not the answer, what's the right answer? Like, at this point, what what is it? Because nothing has worked up to this point. And, and me personally, I'm, I'm exhausted of it. A straight white man, I'm exhausted of trying to like defend and, and, and just, I don't know, man, it's 2020. It's, it's frustrating that, that, that this is a debate and I can't imagine, you know, being an African American, how tired the African American community must be. So like, I, I, I don't know the, I'm not a morality professor or anything like I, I know that the community's frustrated and that, that nothing's working. So if it comes down to rooting or, excuse me, looting and rioting and pro, like, I don't know, somebody come at, somebody come out with a better answer because kneeling didn't work. You, you, and here we are. And, and you know, a lot of people, uh, that just, you know, because like I said, a lot of people live in their own world and some people just don't know. Like if it's not happening to their kind, they they really push it under the rug. They don't know how crazy it is. And a lot of people think this shit yeah. started with Trayvon Martin. I'm like, man, it's, it started since I've been born so black. Like, it's, a long time it's, ago. It's crazy times. Like as even as a kid, I got discriminated on, like, on the craziest things, like going to stores, yeah. getting pulled over. Like people, I don't think people realize because they don't really go through it. And a lot of people, it's one of the things where until it's you you really don't understand it. Like, and it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, um, it's, it, I've seen and been through some crazy things over <laughs> just being black. And it was like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's important you say that too. Cause yeah. like Trayvon for me was like the, the earliest I can remember of like a huge injustice that like provoked protests and everything. And I mean, that was something that I was like, we were, we have an issue that I wasn't aware of at that point. And I mean, it, is, it comes from my upbringing, it comes from my race, you know, right, right. I haven't stopped by cops 
all the time. You know, worst I got off with was a ticket or, you know, maybe he's an ass to me. That's about it. But, you know, I've never felt threatened. It's kind of like, you know, maybe we're like living in a good time where everybody's got cell phones and everything. We can record everything that's going on because like it opened my eyes up to kind of the world that we live in. You know, I live in this one little bubble. Of course, I have like, I'm very lucky to have a huge diverse group of friends, but like, that doesn't mean that I've lived that life. And, you know, Trayvon was probably like the first time that I took a step back and was like, you know, like this runs deep and I would love to go on this whole tangent about Donald Trump and stuff. I got plenty to say about him, but I'm not going to, but it didn't, I would love to blame this on Donald Trump, but it's been going on a long, long oh, time nah, before. It's, 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 it's been it, like, like I said, my lifetime and probably, you know, parents, grandparents lifetime, you know? Uh, yeah. And before that, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it's been long. I think this a lot of the public thinks like, oh, the Trayvon Day, we've just been getting treated. No, this has been forever. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and, uh, you know, you you open the history books, you hear about like, you know, it's like it's Rosa Parks. It's yeah. like this, the typical, you know, Harriet Tubman. Like that's that's what we're brought up as like the great injustices. Yeah. When in reality, it's been happening constantly this whole time. And now with, like, again, I guess the, the use of smartphones and stuff, you, that's why it's so exhausting. Like, it just keeps happening and nothing nothing changes. Yeah, so, like, when people get upset about the, the riots, what, what, else, what else can we do, and, and, I guess? And, and to, you know, to that, uh, I'm not really for tearing down the community either, but with exception, I'm not mad at them either because sometimes in life, some things don't change until you start touching people's power and money. So y'all fucking shit up, then yeah. it starts to change. You know? I mean, yeah, that's kind of where I am. I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I see the negative effects of tearing down, like, small local businesses and stuff. Right. But, like, again, I'm not, a, I, I'm just at a loss of ideas at this point. Like, I can't go out there and say, like, hey, everybody stop tearing down businesses because, like, what do you do? It's it's frustrating, man. It's just it's frustrating to to, and it's one of those times where I feel like, ironically, because I'm speaking to you about this, but like I feel like this is one of those times that I need to stop talking and I need to start listening. Right. So I don't know what that answer is, but right, right, and and, and I feel like that too. I even feel like with the protests, I'm I'm, I'm happy for the, uh, the the Caucasian white and everybody allies that's with it, that comes with us as far as the protesting and speaking out. But I believe the thing that's missed, we also need to, and, and even with the black community too, we also need to go back in our communities and everybody need to fix their communities too, make sure. With the black community, we need to stop the, the self-hate. Um, we need to see things different too. But I also think that the the Caucasians, the Latinos, everybody come march with us, they need to fix their communities about racism too. They need to go back and, you know, yeah. with each other and fix theirs too. Tell them, like, hey, this, you know, this is wrong. But I like a guy that I talked to before you, he said, but are are people really ready to have that conversations with grandpa, you know, or, or their uncles, you know, on all sides? Like, are they really, really to have that That's conversation? That's the thing. Yeah. Where, where I think, and, and with George Floyd, and I, I maybe have felt like this was the case for every time that there's like a huge injustice. and But I feel like this one feels different. I feel like this is the one that's going to push those awkward conversations of accountability I mean, especially within the white community, like it, it's to a point where, you know, just not being racist isn't 
okay anymore. You you have to speak out against it. You have to identify it. You can't just like roll it off like, yeah. oh, that's Uncle So and So. He's just like that. Right, that's just right. the way he was raised. Like you know, before it would, you know, you disagree. You don't talk about it, you know, you come to the dinner table, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion, but, you know, at this point, this ain't politics, this is, this is human life, man, we're, we're talking about civil liberties here, so, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, you gotta start calling it out, yeah. and not being passive about it, and, again, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself, but this, this, George Floyd or George Floyd feels like the tipping point for me personally. Yeah. And you, you kind of see it all 50 States going out and protesting and rioting and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this has got real momentum behind it. And again, I've, I've been let down before I've been hoping for change and, and you know, six months from now we'll be having this conversation again. I don't know, but I hope not. I hope things spark and things move in the right direction. Cause 2020 is the craziest year ever. It's like, <laughs> It's been wild, man. <laughs> hey, I, I feel like I'm optimistic, though, man. I feel like this is the one. Hey, man. 20... And that's not to say we're going to fix it all, but I feel like this is a huge step forward. Hey, man. 2020 right now, if it was a person is walking around with a Joe Dirt mullet with a pair of beat-up Tims right now. That's what, that's You're, what, right. That's what <laughs> You're right. That's what 2020 <laughs> is right now. <laughs> man. 2020 has been an interesting year. Now, you also... Um, you're also in a, in a um, multiracial relationship yourself. Um, yeah, yep. And, and about to seal the deal. Yeah, about to seal the deal. Yeah, you you know your, your yep. fiance. Put a ring on it. Yep, you put a ring on it. We've come a long way since our 14 hour drive uh, <laughs> podcast years ago. Yeah, yes, de- definitely a long way. And 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 how how do you feel about that? Because um, what and what ethnicity is she? I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. No, she's Indian. Indian. Okay, I feel. I thought she was. I just didn't want to say nothing wrong. I didn't. I wasn't for sure, but she's Indian. Mm-hmm. So, how how was she's of the brown persuasion? <laughs> so how was when you you first two you guys first got together? How how was your family accepting? And you know how was hers family accepting of you? Uh, um, we started dating probably. It'll be seven years in September, so we, we've been together for a while. So y'all already um, become a law married then. <laughs> yeah, we might as well, man. So, but, but it's funny that you bring it up because one of the reasons, you know, it took so long was specifically a race issue. Um, and this is, <laughs> I'm not going to be the white guy during the, the George Floyd, I was persecuted against him. No, like I've, I've got it pretty damn good. I think, uh, this was like a minor inconvenience to me, but, um, yeah, my, my family was, was very, very accepting. Um, they loved her, uh, her parents on the other hand, I mean, this was kind of one of those things we, we kept secret for about five years. So the majority of our relationship, um, they didn't know about me and it's, Oh my God, she's going to listen to this later and be like, how dare you (laughs) blast my family like that? But no, like, um, they, they had a set plan for her. They, they, they always envisioned, you know, having an Indian son-in-law and kind of like marrying into families and, and it's a culture thing. And they weren't cool with white people because, the, the stereotype is we kind of get tired of the old thing 
and then we find this new shiny toy and then we leave. It's always divorced <laughs> with white people. So, and, and it sucks because I've got divorced parents. So like I had no leg to stand on. Yeah. I can't, I can't be like, that's not true <laughs> except for my case in statistics. But, um, so yeah, we, we hit it for five years until she was, uh, she was done with school. Uh, she got a job. And at that point she was like, you know what? In fact, I don't even think she confronted him. I think her mom confronted her about it. She was like, look, I've seen this picture of this guy around and what, what's going on. And at that point, she was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of, of the, the just hiding our relationship. So yeah. she came forward and, and they were, and this is, uh, I'm about to take it to a dark place. Sorry, Rizma, if you're listening to this. <laughs> but like, you know, they, they said it's, we're okay with it. We'd rather him be Indian. But one thing that stuck with me, it was, it was almost a joke, but like, especially now, like with the current circumstances, it's one of those things to kind of like reanalyze. They said, at least it wasn't a black guy. Wow. And yeah. And, and I could sit here and talk about how, how hard it is or how, how hard it was for me as a white person to be discriminated against. But like at the end of the day to hear, at least you weren't black. Like, it's heavy. It, yeah, it, it is. And... Yeah, that's, ooh, yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah, let me let me just bring this whole conversation down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but in the sake of calling it out, we we we're, we're talking about holding people accountable and like calling it out as you see it. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You got to. Um, I hope yeah, I get yeah. married after this podcast yeah, not you're gonna get married man. <laughs> i mean i mean it happens you know i mean i think it happens is, is some people in, in in all cultures i think white cultures some people would rather you know their son or daughter marry a white person some, it's some black people who rather you know their son or daughter marry black i think i think it happens in most cultures i, I think you know some will even invoke the bible to 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 push that too i don't know if you've seen that but I, i've seen like a lot of christians go out and say like they'll they'll pull out a, a verse about an unequal yoke or something. I've heard the unequal yoke, like, but I always thought it was because, you know what? I always thought the equal yoke mean like, uh, I, I guess y'all was on the same paths or something. I didn't know it was mean like, well, a, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that's what a typical non-racist person would think. But if you're <laughs> a terrible, scummy human being, you'd be like, yeah, well, whites and blacks don't belong together. So it says so in the Bible, Jesus said so. Yeah. That, that's, that's crazy. That is, yeah, that, that is crazy. Um, but I think, and and it's crazy that we're still talking about race after all these years, even after all the things that's happened, civil rights movement, everything, and that t- all these years later, twenty twenty, race is still a big issue. And you see a lot of more interracial marriages. Um, like I said, I talked to a biracial couple. I talked to a biracial cop. Um, I don't know. It's crazy that we're still going through this with with so many interracial relationships and marriages. Man, it's it's, it's kind of weird that the world is still not accepting of everybody. Yeah, and, and I mean, I will say this is a crazy, again, it's, it's a crazy time to be alive, but I'm at least very hopeful for our generation and the ones after us. Like, this seems to be, maybe every generation thought this, that this is the most accepting age group that I've seen as, as far as, like, race is concerned. And that's why you're seeing all these interracial marriages. This is why you're seeing all these diverse communities that's why you know we're having conversations like this talking about it right you know before it was you know 
I, I have family members too that were like, oh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. I'm like, one? <laughs> you got one black friend. Okay, great. But, you know, I, I don't know if, if every time I think we're getting better, it feels like we take another 10 steps back. So I, I don't know if our generation is going to fix this thing by the time that we're old and, and ready to cash out. But I'm, I am very hopeful for the, the, the ones that come after us. Cause I, I think we've done at least a decent job of bringing awareness to it and saying like, no, it's got to stop. This is where we draw the line. I, I let's, let's move on. We, we've had, when, when was civil rights act signed? 1960. Yep, we've 60s. had 50 years. Yeah. And what have we done with it? We're out, we're still out here protesting. Yeah. It's, just, it's sad, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. I, I just hope everything get it. And and like I talked to a couple people, we, I don't even know if it was by design the way the country was made that it was designed this way, you know. And uh, it, it, people, we just haven't broke the mold yet. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of mind blowing that we're still all these years still having these these type of discussions and and trying to figure out what. Yeah. Keep, what is the difference? And maybe, maybe it's because we got voices at the top that like experienced segregation and knew what the world was like when things were divided, black and white. And maybe that's—I mean, I hate to say it, but maybe that generation just needs to be put to rest and and make way for these new voices that you're hearing everywhere that stand up against this. You know, right? Right. I don't know if it's just remnants of of the world that was that are just kind of keeping us locked into it and, and spreading the. The hate. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, with that said, how, how do you feel about this upcoming election? <laughs> man, what a what a circus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, crazy. I mean, and, and I'm sure I'll have people, like, tear me apart for this because, you know, you hear, like, no sides, a good side. They're all terrible. They're all crooks, and they're all I, – I don't know if I can take another four years of Trump. Man. And and I never thought I'd, I'd be in this boat, but like I am kind of like a what it, whatever it takes. Joe Biden's not not the guy that I I threw my horse behind, but Definitely like not me either. <laughs> but like, dude, like this guy tweeted today. Do you see like the the video where he like pushed down the the seventy five year old man? I did see that. Yes. And now he's accusing him of being part of Antifa, and when he was falling to the ground. Like the two seconds it took for his head to hit the concrete, wow. he's calling. He, he was like, "Oh, he, I saw him. He had a scanner and he was trying to interfere with the police, and he's an Antifa agent." And like, yeah. yo, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> funny when when this man got elected. Like everyone was like, "Holy crap, world's gonna be crazy!" And now, like four years later, three three and a half years later, to see the commander in chief like. Well, that seventy-five-year-old guy—he was a terrorist agent. He had to be pushed down. Like, what? What world is this, man? He's—he's got to go. Hey, man, I, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it another four years. It's—it's—it's it's, it's crazy, yeah, man. It's—it's kind of like a lose-lose him and Biden, man. I—I I don't. I don't know because I'm definitely not for Biden. I'm, I'm more big, bigger on the local elections, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I—I th- I think it starts there. Yeah, the presidential elections. I'm—I'm I'm really not. Um, but like I said, I don't know, and I, I definitely don't agree with that less of the two evil shit, man. I, I don't agree with that 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 concept. Uh, but yeah. man, it's, it's it's crazy. Like, is you really in a damn if you don't, damn if you do scenario, really? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a repeat from four years ago. We were in the same place. You know, you see two candidates and you're really like, is that the best we got? I mean, especially you see all the coverage. and Bernie, both, both times he ran, had this huge push. And I guess young people didn't go out and vote for him. So, like, right. yeah, I, think that's what I, I don't. I don't know what people, I feel like, you know, people are left or right on how they feel about Bernie Sanders either. He's like the chosen one, or he's a communist coming to destroy America. But, like, everybody knew he had momentum. People were talking about him. And then just kind of like Joe Biden just kind of creeped up and just won because people thought he was the bait, or the safe bet. And All right. Yeah, but, I mean, I would rather take a creepy guy sniffing some girl's hair over than, like, <laughs> the man that we got now. I mean, if I heard that Trump was, like, creepily smelling hair, I'd be like, well, have you seen everything else he's done? So, Hey, man, the, the, the funniest one where he, where he interviewed with Charlamagne and he told him, if you don't vote, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I was like, oh, you're, you're not black? Oh, my God. I'm going to have to send you. I'll, I'll hit you up on Facebook later. I got to show you a picture of him and, like, uh, saying that quote with, uh, with braids. <laughs> Hey man, and, and see, and, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think he mean no racist by, but I think he's he's enabled aware of whoever the people call people he's around. They say it, and the company he keeps, and, and you know, they probably say it. He says it, and uh, he's right because you know, Democrats you know, mostly have the black community in the stranglehold for years. I, I don't know why, but um, yeah. I think I'm, I'm a believer that you should vote for the best candidate. I, I'd rather stay independent, and uh. But he he's right to a certain extent. He's right because I it's been times I've been to the poll, and um, God rest my grandma. So uh, she's the only reason I do vote for the for the presidents because you know vote as far as far as presidentials because she's talking about you know how many people fought for your right to vote. Oh, all right, grandma, I get it. I'm gonna do it. You know, yeah, so yeah right. She, she she passed away two years ago. God rest her soul. And you know she she would want me to do it because I used to take her you know to the polls and it was funny because when I used to take in the district when we get there. The people be out there, you know, the people be out there lobbying. And so, okay, here's everybody with a straight Democrat ticket. I'm like, what the fuck out of this say I was voting straight Democrat? <laughs> How do you just... <laughs> they just assume they're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, like, it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's Yeah, weird. that one's yeah. blue. Go ahead, put it down. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah, just put it down. Like, I shouldn't even come. Just vote for me, motherfucker. Like, you know, just vote for me. Like, yeah. you know what I'm going to vote. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. So, and, and, and then, then, like, and I think you probably already touched this. What do, what do you see as the solution what is a, a solution that you would recommend that we could mend uh, the racist? And the racist and the is, cultures this together. Is something I, I, I wish I could pull out an answer for you right now. And like I anticipated it. I knew you were going to ask it. And I had all day to think about it. And I got nothing, man. I, I got nothing. I'm just, again, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm frustrated. I'm at a loss for words. And, and I do think this is the time that I need to sit down and shut up. And maybe the solution is kind of found in that, that finally, like, you know, we're not doing the, the, the all lives matter. And, and the, it's, we don't, we don't need to hear your opinion anymore. Just like, right, right. We, we, I, yeah, maybe, maybe I just have this epiphany right now. Maybe it is just like the, the solution is to listen and do something about it. And, you know, you saw like the, uh, there's the pledge for the eight for eight, the, uh, the reforms that they want in the, the police institution, I, I think that's a good place to start. I don't think that's going to fix where we are, but I think it's listening and, and 
and here's where I get frustrated. Again, I feel like every time we talk about it, like, we need to start, like, having a dialogue. We need to start being open with each other. We need to start talking about these things. Yeah. And, you know, it just, again, though, I feel like this one's different. I feel like I always feel like they're different, but I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about this one. I think so, too. This one did, this one did hit different, very different than the other ones. It hit very different. Um, yeah. And it was almost a reaction instantly right after it. So, and and it's funny too because like it, as soon as it happened, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I see all these people like all oh, the media is controlling. I don't know if they are or not, but like universally, I was really proud to see that that as soon as that video came out with George Floyd, almost everyone I saw was unilaterally against it. Right, and that was nice because like it's we're so binarily divided. That was like the first time in a while that I saw everyone get behind that. Like that was senseless. That was murder. Hold these people responsible. Then all the riots happen, and now we're right back on the you know this table or that table. But you know, you know I think that's important, though. It's important, you know, with Trayvon again. Like you know, that was my first first experience, and everybody's first question was like, "Well, what was he doing?" Like no. People are still asking what George Floyd is doing, but that was not the initial reaction. Everyone saw it for what it was and said it was murder. And it was tragic and heartbreaking, but, like, I was I was almost, I, like, breathed a sigh of relief, like, all right, like, we're, we're finally all on the same page that this isn't okay. Right. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree, man. I agree, man. Um... I definitely appreciate you for taking your time out your busy schedule, man, to talk to us, man. Any, any, any fourteen <laughs> hour, only. any fourteen hour drive uh, reunions? <laughs> I asked none, you this- none planned so far, but I don't know. You are inspiring me a little bit, man. I do wish I could have come on the podcast under happier uh, circumstances, yeah. but we'll have to like reconvene in a few months. Yeah, and- we will, we will, we will, we will definitely under under happier circumstances in these yeah, man. Definitely, most definitely. It's um, good to hear from you, though, dude. Good to hear from so you. It's too, always man. a pleasure, and and definitely, uh. Um, Congratulations on your engagement, you Rizma. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We're we're real excited. No doubt, no doubt, man. And, and, and are you planning on moving out the state after y'all get married? Uh, that's uh, to be determined, I guess. We're uh, I'm gonna drop this on the air. This is an exclusive bit here. We even talked about moving out of the country. Wow. We uh, that, that really yeah. sounds like a bad idea. That's it. it sounds like real far fetched, and I mean, we realize it's a very fantastical idea, but like, it, it is one of those things. You know, you see the, the state of the world around us, and it's it's kind of like, you know, this this ain't the America that I knew. So let's let's dip out. <laughs> honestly, so. and honestly, you know, what I'm saying, I, th- I think just like you said, no, I think it's this it's always been America because you know America's been. It's just like I said, a lot of people don't know, but you know, America was really, really, it was really was born off corruption. You know, <laughs> and if yeah, honest, yeah. There's yeah. there's the idea of America, yeah. yeah, and then there's the America that is, and yeah. the, those two have not always aligned up. Which which I don't, fact, which I don't get why everybody's so mad about the the riot and looting because we Americans done showed the history that when shit they don't like, we will fuck some shit up. Like Americans will Americans yeah. will fuck some shit up like all through the years, the Boston Tea Party, everything, all through history. So that is that is an American yeah. quality right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is. So. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. Um, especially yeah. for something that we've been fighting for 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 years and years, and shit hasn't changed. Like I don't understand how people don't. Some some people don't get it. They don't understand. Yeah. Before before you wrap up with me, man, 
and this is ironic again because like I've been talking and preaching about like sitting down and shutting up and listening. Right. So I want your feedback. What 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 do you think? I mean, maybe not specifically, but definitely keep me in mind here. Like what the white community? What what do we need to do to help at this point? Uh, t- to me. And I probably actually um, my my friend I talked to last night probably be the best person to answer this. He's very um active in uh Congress and everything. Uh, he would have a better answer than I would concerning that. But I think for me, I think like like I said earlier, I think just um that dialogue, having that uncomfortable conversation with maybe your friends or family members who might think or prejudge uh black people like uh have that conversation with letting them know like, Hey, everybody is, you know, we just like you, we equal, like we just only thing that's different with most of us, our skin color, like honestly. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just have them. Ain't that the craziest thing. Ain't that the craziest thing that after all this time, we're still after like 50 years after signing the civil rights act and after hundreds of years of slavery that like when it comes down, it's literally the color of your skin. That's still like, I have to take a step back once in a while and just like realize how bizarre and absurd that is that, that we even need to have this conversation. But I digress. And the weirdest thing is that uh, that I don't get is that, you know, it's a lot of Christians that are racist and I don't understand. Like how you say, do you love God? And bro, that's that. And oh, I I could talk another hour about that, but and they use and they put and there's so much hateful like and, and you say you're a Christian like it's weird like I don't get mm-hmm. it. I, I don't. Well, the it. whole point is that we're all God's children, and, right. and yeah. that very first step is completely goes over their head. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't get it, and and I have to wonder if it, if it's the conviction of their that they believe in, or if it's the the community that they're a part of that they believe in. So if you're you're holstered up in this old white people church, I mean you're going to get validation from your ideas. It's, it's a it's a echo chamber, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Man, I, I definitely thank you for uh, for joining me, man. But yeah, I think that's what it is, and and also with our community too. I think you know everybody needs to fix our own communities and then come back. We need to, everybody need to fix how we think, how we you know how we how we interact with people each other and fix the, 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 the racism within our communities and then come back. But right now, like, of course we know all lives matter, but right now the black lives matter because this shit has been going on forever. You know, we're just saying right now at the point that it, it, it really means something and we just want to get this fixed and we want to fix these injustices. Um, police reform, definitely. Um, so it's a lot. We just got to do better. Yeah, got to do better. People just got to be be, de- be people just got to be decent fucking human beings, man. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny we 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 talk about what the answer is, and I mean it is kind of I guess really simple at the end of the day. Just be a decent fucking human being. Right. True. True. I'm gonna get that on a bumper stick. I'm gonna throw that in the back. <laughs> Start a movement. I'm gonna quote you too, Ant. Be, if you want royalties, I'll have it. It'll be a decent human being. <laughs> <laughs> Hyphen ant, you know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt, yep. man. I, and by them. Thank you, man. The prophet of our age. And <laughs> yeah, dude, like, again, like, I, I stand with you guys, and and I've, I've said this on Facebook, you know, like, if, if I need to be held accountable, if I need to listen, like, talk to me about it. Right. So I just, I stand with the black community right now, and, and my heart breaks for you guys, and, and as a privileged straight white man over here i'm just, I'm just trying to figure out the best way forward man how, how i can help so 
Well, we appreciate Anybody it. listening, let me know. <laughs> all right. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm, I'm pretty sure there'll be some more dialogue after all these episodes get out. Uh, I think yours, yeah, sure. uh, yours, uh, yours should be out Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Well, let's find about something. So you said the first one went up? The first one went up today. Yeah, it was it was a biracial today. female I talked to today. Yeah. Man, well, I look forward to hearing to it or hearing it. All right, and then the next one tomorrow. Then you know every day of everybody I talk to. I think I'm, I'm end up talking to ten people, and Damn. you're the seventh. I got three more. Cool deal, man. Because I got. Hey, I got, man. I, I I. Oops, sorry. No, I'm sorry. I got everybody. The crazy thing, I got everybody interracial couples. Everything. I don't have black females, white females. I mean, no, black females, biracial females, white um, white males. Uh, black males. Only thing I don't have is uh, a white female yet. White female. Uh, I thought you were about to say Indian female. It's like I got you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Like I don't have a white female yet, and I, I, I gotta find, I gotta find somebody. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll I'll keep an ear out, man. But I, I want to thank you for for starting this dialogue. You know, you're, you're doing important. I, I think a lot of the the answer to this is a lot of what you're doing right now. So keep up the good work. I'm excited to hear the rest of what you got. All right, man. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. All right. Always I... good talking to you, dude. Always a pleasure. Same here, man. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Peace.